What's going on, everybody? Today is Thursday, November 2nd, 2017. Thank you for tuning in and logging on. And welcome to Truth It in the AM. It is your boy, Truth It, here to address any and all things when it's time to and it's time to thank you to blogtalkradio.com, WorcesterDailyNews.com, you, the listeners, of course, first and foremost, and everybody else that helps keep this machine moving. We have a lot of stuff we need to talk about today. Uh, a, a white student at Harvard, Harvard University, is arrested after using her roommate's toothbrush, sticking it in her rectum, spitting in her coconut oil, doing unspeakable things to this uh poor girl she has met justice she has been arrested and she has been expelled from harvard university thank you i agree totally she should have been expelled she should be stoned I wish the punishments could have been harsher, but I think her getting kicked out of school and things like that is sufficient. I don't think uh, much more should happen to her. She should have her day in court and possibly face some either hefty fines, pay restitution, or have something that'll follow her for the rest of her life. You can't do things like that to other people. Also, President Trump wants the uh, Muslim terrorist put to death soon. Sooner than I would want him put to death. Applaud the president. Never thought I'd say that. I never thought I'd be the one to say applaud President Trump, but this terrorist should be put to death. He should be put to death immediately. I am 100% staunch on for the death penalty, and I don't understand why it takes people so long to get the death penalty uh, put in. But this New York terrorist, he should be put to death today. He wanted to yell Allah Akbar and uh, come out with BB guns and shooting at people after running down and killing eight people. There is no need and no reason for him to be alive. And if they find out anybody else was with this man when this happened, that person should be put to death too. Also, another Louisiana team accused of setting fire to a black church and stealing utility trucks. Racism is alive and well, folks. We're going to have a lot that we need to talk about. Let's get into the University of Harvard story first. White Connecticut student who boasted about poisoning her roommate expelled charged with two misdemeanors. Applaud that. She should be charged with felonies. I think when you do something like that, when, when you do something like stick a toothbrush in your rectum and then someone else uses it and puts it in their mouth, there should be some sort of more severe charge for that. When you spit in something that someone else uses, there should be more severe charges than that. First off, because if I walk up to somebody on the streets and I spit in their face, I get charged with assault. And assault is not a misdemeanor. Assault and battery, even. There should be a harsher penalty for this person 
who ended up getting uh, all these things done to them. I don't understand how this person is not in jail now, but they have been charged, so that's good. The story is a white University of Hartford student who bragged about harassing and deliberately poisoning her black roommate has been arrested. A West Hartford police arrested 18-year-old Brianna Brochu or Broku on Saturday, October 28th, after they say she confessed to sickening her roommate by rubbing used tampons on her belonging, pouring spoiled clam dip in her lotion, and putting her toothbrush inside her rectum. Broku has been charged with third-degree criminal mischief and second-degree breach of peace, both misdemeanors. She should be charged with assault and battery. The college freshman took to Instagram last week to boast about how she finally got rid of her roommate, Chanel Jazzy Rowe, who she referred to as Jamaican Barbie. After one and a half months of spitting in her coconut oil, putting moldy clam dip in her lotions, rubbing used tampons on her backpack, putting her toothbrush in places where the sun don't shine, and so much more. I can finally say goodbye to Jamaican Barbie. Uh, her Instagram post reads as follows. She calls herself, her username is Breezy Bumblebee. Finally did it to your girl. Got rid of my roommate. After one and a half months of spitting in her coconut oil, putting moldy clam dip in her lotions, rubbing used tampons on her backpack, putting her toothbrush in places where the sun doesn't shine, and so much more, I can finally say goodbye to Jamaican Barbie. Roe, who is Brochu's roommate, revealed the disturbing allegations in a video posted to her Facebook page Monday. In it, she describes getting sick for unknown reasons while her roommate gave her the cold shoulder by refusing to speak to her and even turning off the lights as she studied. It started with throat pain, she said. I thought maybe because it's colder up here, I'm probably just catching a cold. After about a month, and yes, it is nasty, Texter. After about a month into her mystery illness, however, Rose said her throat pain didn't manifest into a full cold, but got so severe to the point that she couldn't sleep or speak. That's when she made a visit to the campus clinic where they gave her medicine to rid the bacteria from her throat. Feeling sick and unwanted in her own dorm, Roe ultimately decided to move out. As she was leaving, two resident assistants alerted her to Brochu's Instagram post boasting about harassing her to make her sick. Roe explained that she intends to press charges against her former roommate. And Roe also blasted the University of Hartford to its lukewarm response to her situation. As a young African-American woman, I don't want to become another statistic. I'm not holding my tongue any longer about my situation because this is just ridiculous to hear. Nothing back from my school about this. Colleges are known to just sweep issues that happen within campus under the rug 
making this issue disappear. And I'm not doing and not doing anything about it. The gut churning incident has spawned a justice for Jazzy hashtag on social media as users posted their reactions. Uh, a texter says this wins for the most disgusting story of the year. Considering who our president of the United States is, that is saying something justice for Jazzy. Another texter said racism is dying out. It's the older white people, not the younger white people. You're wrong. And Brianna Bochu is the repulsive, undeniable example of racism still running rampant. Another texter, Re, said, sue her. Classes missed, medical bills, transportation to and from the doctors in New York, all of her stuff destroyed and mental distress. Sue her for every penny her and her family has. Applaud that. <laughs> Definitely do that. Get every penny you can get from this girl. It is insane. The things that she put this woman through. Another texter says it disgusts me that not a single person who followed that girl stepped up and said something. You heart, which stands for University of Hartford. We can do better. The University of Hartford issued a statement Wednesday. I've been using my applause button a lot for this story. The University of Hartford Used issued a statement Wednesday announcing Brochu's expulsion from the school. They kicked her out, y'all. This blonde woman is not going to no longer be a Harvard student, thus changing her whole her whole destination in her life forever. Do you know how? Uh, do you know how life changing that is to go from being a Harvard student? to have to go to any old other college. And I'm sure if the other colleges are aware of what she did in Harvard, Harvard, she is not going to be able to go to school in any other places. Uh, the girl did get tested, text her, and the girl also uh, was going to the hospital, uh, going to the doctors and bacteria, uh, getting treated with antibiotics for the bacteria that was on her throat. University of Hartford uh, said it is clear there is work to be done at our university to ensure that all students feel safe, respected and valued. Woodard wrote the conversations that began with student groups, faculty and staff yesterday are going to continue and involve our full community. I am aware and I am dedicated to that mission and will continue to share additional information about opportunities for our path forward in meaningful dialogue and action. Brochu is Broku is a ske scheduled to be arraigned yesterday. She's currently free on $1,000 bond. Um, Another texter says, this is sickening behavior, putting a toothbrush where the sun don't shine, using a tampax and a $1,000 bail. That little witch should get a beep boop whooping from me. That would, she would never forget. And I would do the same to her. Sick, sick, and more sick. Applaud Mary Daniels for that comment. Let me just say quickly, 
women can be very evil at times. Listen, I grew up with sisters. I know how bad it can be. I've had sisters pour bleach on other people's clothes. I've had sisters that threw ketchup and water and ketchup mixed with milk on my nieces just because they borrowed clothing without asking, a.k.a. stealing. I've seen some of the best of women togetherness and some of the worst of women togetherness. This takes a page out of that show, The Bad Girls Club, on the O Network. This is really disturbing, the things that this girl did to get rid of her roommate. Doing some of the things she did should be considered felonies and not misdemeanors. There is something completely wrong with her, and Harvard has responded, but they responded due to pressure and expelled the girl through the school. Let's not act like Harvard just immediately heard about this incident and expelled her. No, it took a lot of pray for Jazzy Twitter and a lot of hashtags for the school to respond and expel this girl as they should have done the first second they heard of this incident. It is amazing what pressure from the outside sources via Twitter land can influence a school to do due to public reception and due to a public perception. So I'm glad that this girl is gone from the school. I am glad that this story won't have any much more to it. And I would like to hear what happens to this girl in the coming future. She should be arrested. However, those misdemeanors are not the only charges that this girl might not see. In an update, the student was could possibly face hate crimes. And we all know the penalties from hate crimes after Dylan Roof has gone up immensely. She could face some serious jail time now for what she did, as she should. Chanel Rowe, I feel bad for you. I apologize uh, that you had to go through what you went through with this woman, and I hope that this extreme bullying will result in a hate crime. She admitted to putting the bodily fluids on her roommate's backpack and licked her roommate's plate fork and spoon because she was frustrated with her roommate's rude behavior. The conduct of this student is reprehensible and she will not be returning to Harvard, nor should she. But I think a clear message needs to be sent and a strong message needs to be sent that things like this will not be tolerated any longer. Getting a person kicked out of a room because you don't like your roommate is one thing. Doing all of the things that you did is unacceptable. Let's move on to another teenager that's in some hot water. A Louisiana teen faces multiple charges after authorities say he stole two Entergy utility trucks and set fire to an African-American church.
Richland Parish Sheriff Gary Gilly said he received reports of a fire at St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church shortly before 10 a.m. Thursday, October 31st. The fire burned as the church's noose at the church's new sanctuary, but spared its centuries old local community building. The church just recently celebrated its 137th anniversary. Witnesses said they talked to the young white driver of an energy, energy truck uh, seen leaving the scene shortly before the smoke began rising from the building. By that time, emergency and fire officials arrived. The church was engulfed in flames. Police later found the vehicle in Caldwell Parish with the suspect inside and confirmed his connection with the crime. The teen was also involved in the theft of a second energy truck from a lot next to Caldwell Parish High School. Police believe he used the truck to ram several other vehicles at the school. What is going on with these angry people? Gilly said the suspect will face an arson charge in Richland Parish. Pending charges in Caldwell Parish remain unknown. The Caldwell Sheriff Office did not respond to requests for comments. Teens are acting up and something should be done. Maybe we need to start charging uh, young teenagers as adults more often, especially when they do something so calculated like these two teens did, like these two young people did. When you do something so calculated as to steal a truck, ram a couple trucks in school. And this is another thing. This reminds me of the terror attack that just happened in New York. You get a vehicle that's not yours. You use it to ram, albeit he didn't ram people, he rammed cars in his school that he was probably unhappy with. He then goes to a church and sets it on fire. What should be the penalty for this kid? Something should definitely be done and justice needs to happen. It's unfortunate that this church now who just celebrated its anniversary after well over a hundred years has to now go back into rebuilding mode and get the sanctuary repaired and restored, which will probably cost hundreds of thousands of dollars all because one teenager wanted to do something stupid, wanted to do something dumb. The charges that he should face should be more severe, just like the charges that girl brochu, whatever her name is, however you pronounce her name, should be more severe. I'm glad that they are looking into charging her with a hate crime. They should look into charging him with a hate crime as well. Both should be charged as hate crimes and both should be charged to the fullest extent of the law. Go to jail. And lucky that I'm not the person in charge of things because there would be some stoning in place. Final story for today. A New York terrorist attacks suspect Saifalo Saipov recently fell under ISIS sway, authorities said. Investigators and prosecutors are assembling a portrait of the man accused of carrying out the deadliest terror attack in New York, but not the deadliest terrorist attack of the year. The deadliest terrorist attack of the year was in Las Vegas, where a white man shot and killed over 50 people and injured over uh, 400. 
Let's not forget that. I know they love to throw out the saying of this is the deadliest attack or the deadliest terror attack. And when it's commended or done by someone not of color, they quick to say, oh, this is just an incident. Make no mistake. Las Vegas had the deadliest terror attack since 9-11. Recently, a recently radicalized immigrant who closely followed the ISIS playbook. Saifullah Habibulikiv, Habibulovic Saipov, 29, a native of Uzbekistan with no serious criminal record, was charged in federal court Wednesday with one count of material support to a terrorist organization and one count of violence and destruction of a motor vehicle. He said almost nothing at his initial court appearance Wednesday night, which he entered in a wheelchair. Eight people were killed when a truck rented from Home Depot ran into a crowd of people on a bike path in Lower Manhattan on Tuesday. The driver, whom authorities identified as Sapoff, then crashed into a school bus, jumped from the truck holding two imitation guns and shouted Allahu Akbar. Arabic for God is great. Let me speak to that really quick. To me, it is unfortunate that saying God in grace, God is great in another language can induce so much fear. It is shameful that saying God is great is now used as a weapon to hold people under siege than it is what it's originally intended for. Saying God is great and then committing acts of violence never made sense to me. And I don't understand how it could make sense to any Muslim person. And no, I'm not saying every Muslim person agrees and acts in the same manner as him. But these Islamic extremists need to be stoned. They need to get a taste of their own medicine if they're not already getting it. Multiple law enforcement sources said it appeared the attacker acted alone, but they said the FBI was questioning a second Uzbek national whom they described as an associate of Saipov who had been in contact with him in recent weeks to find out what he might know. We'll see as we go down the road if he acted alone or if he had some help, New York Police Commissioner James O'Neill said Thursday on today. The second Uzbek national wasn't himself believed to have been involved in the attack, the sources said, but investigators weren't ruling out the possibility that other people may have known about Saipov and even perhaps about his intentions. John Miller, the deputy New York Police Commissioner, uh, for intelligence said investigators suspected that Saipov will have some connectivity to subjects who are or were previously under investigation. Saipov, meanwhile, was boasting to his interrogators about the attack, according to a criminal complaint filed Wednesday in U.S. District Court in Manhattan. Questioned at a New York hospital, he showed no remorse, stated that he felt good about what he had done, and asked to be allowed to display the ISIS flag according to the complaint. (laughs) 
O'Neill said trying to unravel the mind of a person who engages in terrorism can be difficult. Everybody's got to understand that this is what we're dealing with. The complaint and the accounts of numerous investigators and other law enforcement sources, some of whom spoke publicly and others of whom spoke to NBC News on condition that they not be identified, described the fervent behavior as the Islamic State terrorist group or ISIS, who spent a year fashioning the attack to ISIS specifications. He seems to have followed the regimen prescribed, Miller said, referring to a manual called Just Terror Tactics, which ISIS had published late last year. The manual instructs independent actors on how to maximize damage and casualties using unorthodox weapons like trucks, which are regulated far less stringently than firearms and airplanes are, it reads in part. So here are my thoughts on this. Two terror attacks in less than three days. There was also a shooting in Denver where two people were killed or three, I'm sorry, three people were killed and the shooter was actually still on the loose. The attacker in New York killing eight people has no conscience. Doesn't think about other people at all. And on the heels of what we had in the shooting in Colorado where three people were killed at a Walmart parking lot, that killer is still gone. But the thing I noticed about the attack in New York was that it carried out was carried out with a vehicle. I'm nervous as hell now about going to parks or going downtown or going places when I see a moving truck or a rental truck. I am nervous as hell. So it looks like the terrorists are winning. I'm sure places in, in England and Britain and places where they've dealt with a lot of terror attacks. People are nervous when they see vehicles too. And now the same goes for New York. This is the second time this year. And I could be wrong about that, but it's the second, I believe it's the second time this year that a car, a vehicle was used in New York for attacks. We can't forget about the terrorist attack in Charlottesville, Virginia, where that white man ran down protesters from the other side. That is also, that was also an act of terrorism. One thing I'd like to say, though, is that our president is calling for him to go to Guantanamo Bay and get the death penalty as soon as possible. Once again, applaud Donald Trump for that one. He should be stoned to death. They should stone him. He shouldn't be allowed to live. He killed eight people. He should be tortured and then stoned to death. That's how ISIS carries out their punishments. Why can't the same carry happen to him? The same thing, tit for tat, your hand, my hand, an eye for an eye. He should suffer the same things that ISIS does when they capture Americans or foreigners or anyone who doesn't believe in the same exact things that they believe in. He should be put to death in the most horrendous way possible. I have no cares. I give zero Canucks 
about what happened to this man, especially since he was at the hospital happy about what he did and he wanted to have an ISIS flag in court. I say give him the flag. Let him carry his ISIS flag in court. Let him wear a suit with the ISIS flag on his chest so when they put him to death, he can also wear that ISIS flag. When they stone him, he can wear the ISIS flag. When they give him lethal injection, which I'm totally against, I don't believe in lethal injection. I think lethal injection is too nice. I think he should be stoned. They should stone him. Get some rocks. Stone him. It's cost effective. You don't have to worry about messes. You just stone him to death. And they don't come back to life or there's no, oh, he's still alive. Not if you hit him in the head with a 10-pound rock, he won't be. Stone him to death. That's what should happen to this man. That's what happened should, should happen to the man in Colorado. That's what should happen to Dylan Roof. That's what should have happened to the man in Nevada, in Nevada, Las Vegas, if he would have stayed alive. And that's what even should happen possibly to this girl who put a toothbrush up her rectum. Nasty. Just nasty. Well, that's all I got for today, people. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. I will see you guys tomorrow. Trooper Joe will be in the house. Truth is in the AM still going strong and crazy after all these years. God bless and I'll holler.